0: The, the ocean is the regulator of the Earth's climate. It is the major heat sink. I mean, think about it, there's so much mass in the ocean that is a very good conductor of heat. It controls the heat, it controls the humidity, it controls the hydrologic cycle. The The oceans hold all the cards when it comes to uh, climate. There's so many ways that they, they moderate it and control it. The increase of CO2 and other greenhouse gases in the atmosphere is is impacting a variety of marine life in a variety of ways. It, it basically falls in kind of two categories. One is heat-sensitive organisms because the oceans are getting warmer from the heating of the Earth's atmosphere, and they're struggling. Corals uh, are struggling because of that that heat and the and the symbiotic algae that lives in their tissue. It's actually the algae, not the coral, that's sensitive to the heat. Uh, there are other animals that are moving because of the heating. They're changing distributions, and there are other heat effects. Then the the second category is actually a, it's a chemistry. It's, it's not related to temperature. It's related to uh, CO2 entering uh, the ocean. The ocean absorbs the CO2, it, goes, it dissolves, it goes into solution in the seawater, and it forms carbonic acid. And the oceans are actually getting more acidic. They're getting really a lot more acidic. And that acid uh, can uh, degrade calcium carbonate. And so many animals in the ocean have a calcium carbonate stage, either when they're young or when they're fully developed. That is very scary to me, is the chemical uh, impact of the, the CO2 in the atmosphere. The changes in the ocean from increased greenhouse gases and climate change uh, impact people, but they impact people uh, at a secondary level. In other words, the, uh, the heating of the ocean and the change in the chemistry of the ocean isn't going to affect our biology or our physiology, but it affects everything around us. and uh, We are going to start seeing different kinds of animals in the ocean near us. We're going to start seeing sea levels rising up over and uh, consuming some of our shoreline properties. And there are other uh, pathogens, actually. We're learning a lot about pathogens are going to change because as the Earth's system changes, whether it's the ocean or the land, the habitability of different places for disease pathogens is changing. And we're starting to see dengue fever moving into new areas. uh, West Nile virus, we hear a lot about that. That was just a couple. I think that the world has shown a a reluctance to respond to this threat. This this it's not just a threat; it's actually here. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a approaching clear and present danger. To quote a movie line, and uh, I think what's going to happen is we're probably going to continue to kind of ignore it for a while because the. Politics in the world uh, are such that, uh, that they look at very short-term horizons, and this is a long-term horizon. So a politician can get in and out of office and have a position that's not favorable to mitigating this issue, and there's not going to be a change one way or the other by the end of his term. So why do anything? That's kind of the, the, that's, that's the situation here. So I think this is the reality of what will happen. I think that we're probably going to go on for the next 10, 20, 30 years without any drastic changes. We've got to keep pushing at the international policy level. For example, the UNFCCC, the Climate Convention, uh, is the tool at which the world is now trying to manage this issue together and uh, have had very little success. But we have to keep pushing at that, try to push at reduction of emissions, push at different uh, adaptation strategies.